It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out episode 39. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. 39. I know. That is how old Jack Benny was when he died. <laughs> well, it's also how old I am. Yeah. But that's I mean, not, that's not true. That's not really how old he was. He just said that, right? He always said that he was 39. It was a running gag on the show that he always said that whenever anybody asked him how old he was, he said he was 39. And when he died, in his obituary, I believe in the New York Times, it said uh, Jack Benny, born 1894, died 1974 at the age of 39. Aw, I don't know why that makes me a little misty for Jack Benny, but it, it does. It was kind of cool. It's sweet. And yes, I'm a big enough nerd that I knew the <laughs> birth and death dates of Jack Benny. Well, you are a comedy nerd. Off the top of my head. So. I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I love you so much. One of Yes uh, Shameless plugs Don't forget we're available on iTunes You can go there Rate, review, subscribe Have you done it yet? Have you left us a review? We uh, we have another review to share Yay This one is from Ninja Ooh Just Although Ninja they have an exclamation point at the end And an upside down exclamation point at the beginning Like okay. they do in Spanish Okay So maybe they're like Ninja Ninja We should not try to do oh, another no. language We butcher English I I We shouldn't think we might have just committed a hate crime Okay, well if we did, we apologize Yes, we will accept this right now as our apology we're issuing it, so. Keep from going the, From the Midwest <laughs> Like, we consider Taco Bell exotic You do Okay <laughs> That's fair So, uh, Ninja Yes <laughs> I wish you guys could see the face he makes every time he says it Because it's fun to say Ninja He puts his little hands up like he's doing a ninja move Every time he says it He's like ninja I guess not doing it well Because you saw it <laughs> So ninja It's because you don't Ride the bike Tom s- uh, It says Kool-Aid served here Ooh This podcast is for All the pillow crazy Pelotonians Who have downed Their serving of Peloton Kool-Aid And are looking For another serving Crystal has the Cutest laugh ever Your laugh Aww. is Very popular And uh, and Tom keeps her Rolling <laughs> He does <laughs> uh, I love getting to know The Pelot celebrities And the instructors Every week is better Than the last Just like riding My Peloton bike So thank Aww, you Thank you Thank you very much For the kind words That was a nice review Yes it was Well we there skipped are... the sh- Shitty ones Yeah <laughs> Luckily there haven't been Many There have skip. not but, uh, It makes it sound like We just like We're just like Only yeah. saying good stuff About ourselves And there haven't There's only well, been A couple to, of like, things Let's read a review You're an idiot <laughs> I'm like Oh look My ex-wife got an iTunes account <laughs> Surprise I don't think I, she has a credit card I know you could do that On cricket <laughs> Anyway So uh, What do we have uh, In store for the people this week we we just have a couple of announcements it's uh it's going to be kind of a, a short news segment we don't have a lot uh in the news and then of course we have our awesome interview with Kristen schumann okay well then let's dig in shall we it's time for news of the paladin good morning america <gasps> good morning no i was oh, talking oh. about the show oh, okay good morning america okay Featured Peloton They did Yes This morning We had Two of our instructors Robin 
Arzan and Ali Love was also on. And then there were several Peloton celebrities. I mean, they are celebrities. They are on national television. They're on national TV that officially so, makes them Pelo celebrities. They, they're getting the certificate in the mail. Featuring just a few of the following people. And uh, many of these were listeners. Many. Uh, we had Christina Ribeiro. We have Eric Ribner. Erica. Ribnerd for your pleasure. That's his leaderboard <laughs> name, right? If not, it is now. Change it, Eric. John and Erica Mills. Heather Caden. Howie Godnick. Ian Witchman. Jason Rosenberg. Joel Berkowitz. Laura Puggerud. I said it right. <laughs> Yay. And then, see, did I miss anybody? I heard that uh, during Good Morning America, she did 37 rides. <laughs> She, she, Everybody I, else just did one I, I think that's true She did 37 Yeah And uh, Rachel Mikowski Susan Bradbury Tom LaBelle Yanina Livingston And Megan Yarnell I hear a lot of former guests on that list I know I know Well that had to be a lot of fun God, I'm super jealous This is why we need to live on the East Coast I'll get right on that Okay We'll see if we can pick up our places of employment And move them that would be so cool. I'm glad you're working on that. <laughs> I, well, I work in the concert industry. I'm sure if I just give Madison Square Garden a call, <laughs> they'll just scoop me right up. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Maybe you can get a gig on SNL. You like to you like to tell jokes? Just start I, writing them. You know, it's funny. I used to be like, I'm too old. They're, they would never hire somebody my age. And then... And then there was Leslie Jones. And then Leslie Jones. Peloton and, user Leslie Jones. Yes. And I knew how old she was because I live with a comedy nerd. Yes. <laughs> she just turned 49. And she got on SNL, I think, when she was 46 or 47. Yeah. Which is very, very late to begin your SNL journey. So that's I, that story amazes me. Yeah. I mean, one of many reasons to love her. She's yeah. awesome. So uh, then... Big news I, I have to admit I was a little hesitant to, to share this But I figure enough people Already know That I shouldn't keep it To myself Selfishly But the uh, The HRI ticket packages They go on sale On January 22nd Oh are we gonna go? <laughs> uh, so they go on sale Monday at noon Eastern So Yeah So I know what you'll be doing Monday at 11 central Yes you do I already have it in my little calendar And everything a little reminder pop up Ding Because you'll forget I mean I might at that moment Be working and get distracted That would be like if If the kids put I'm gonna just put in a reminder For Christmas morning <laughs> So I don't forget I don't want to oversleep And miss it uh, So Enjoy enjoy the uh, the buying of the HRI tickets And we will see you there And you said you found a new Peloton user today I did I saw that Ric Flair WWF Because that's what it was when he was in it Yeah uh, WWF superstar Ric Flair That's pretty cool Is Talk it? about not starting young with doing something like that And I mean I guess it doesn't matter Because it's, you he's can write athlete. a Yeah he's an athlete But it's just I was just thinking about the Technological aspect of it I right. mean some people might be overwhelmed by something like that But we have writers of 
all ages. I, I've seen 80 plus on the bike, which is amazing. That's a lot of people to fit on one of those bikes. They're tiny. <laughs> age-wise. Oh, age-wise. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. And before you want to light us up on Facebook or something, I know wrestling is not real, but they're still <laughs> athletes. They are. Because that they takes are. a you lot of work. You have to be in a lot of shit, good shape Great to, shape. to yeah. be able to pull off what they pull off. But yes. And he was doing it back in the day when they used to like cut their heads open with razor blades and stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, when I was forced to watch wrestling when I was a child, he was one of the wrestlers. I remember him fondly. I know way more about wrestling than I should because on the other podcast I do. Yes, uh, one of the guys on the show, Joe, is a huge wrestling fan. We always, always joke wrestling is his monkeys. Monkeys are my wrestling. So <laughs> it's between the two of you, yeah. you've got a lot of statistics. God forbid if Mickey Dolan's ever became a wrestler. Oh my God, it would be on. Worlds would collide like Power Man 5000. <laughs> it would be craziness. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste. Texture, size Yes None of that with Hero Bread No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs They have like no substance to it (laughs) It's like eating air It is And Hero Bread actually really tasted good And it felt like a solid piece of bread Like I did not feel like I was giving up something I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was Here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the (laughs) best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away $100 or more on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 Day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Tom, that's it. That's all we have for the news. You know what? I saw one thing uh, that you uh, saw something. I did see something that Mike Kyle shared with us. Yes. Good reminder. Let's see here. There's uh, a new app coming out called Studio. Okay. That is claiming to want to be the Peloton for runners. First off, if you're Peloton, 
I know on the one hand you're like, oh, everybody's gunning for Peloton, but I kind of <laughs> look at it this way. The headline of this article says, new app studio looks to become Peloton for runners. Peloton is the brand for all other fitness techno- technology startups and attempts. Like, that's... That's that, that's that's the new Apple. That's the measuring stick. Like yeah. that's that's what it's becoming. You see, like I just think, find it fascinating. And the headline that one they assume that people instantly know what Peloton means. That's true. And they're saying it's implicit. Can this new thing live up to that? But isn't the new running for? Peloton, the new Peloton tread? Well, you would think. I I would. Like, I feel like whoever wrote that article missed something. Well, I will say just from, it looks like this is more for people that want to run outside. Oh, okay. So you can't take your Peloton tread with you. You cannot. It would, I mean, it would kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah. So just the article says CEO and founder of Studio Jason Baptiste and his new director of content and programming. And this is why we bring it up. Lisa Niren. Am yes, I saying that right? you are. Okay. Uh, who is apparently a former Peloton instructor. Yes. Uh, discusses their app and why it stands out from the crowd. They also explain why it's a why they claim it's a better value than Peloton. Huh. So. Well, that's interesting. That's a bold statement. It is a very bold statement. But, uh, but good for Lisa Niren. I mean, yeah, I, totally. I don't know why she left because she left before. I mean, not that you know ever why they leave, but she yeah. left. I never got an opportunity to take any classes with her, so I didn't have a chance to get to know her um, and her teaching style. And for some reason, I just, I don't know, I never take that many on-demand classes. And so... Well, when you do, you're not backtracking up no three years to do it. I'm not. I, yeah. I, I should, because I think it would just be fun to do every once in a while, go take a super old class. And I've heard great recommendations, but I haven't done it. And uh, But yeah, I mean, I, I obviously everybody, I think, takes shots at Peloton, because one, they know that it'll probably get their it'll get them mentioned. It's gonna, yeah well and, and i think it's also i think it's an it's an seo game that the, that's they exactly play. what i was just yeah. thinking especially after their big announcement of the tread there's all this stuff in the news about peloton and all these search engines are coming up with peloton running treadmills and so then they put that in their headline specifically so people would click on it it was right. it's kind of a clickbait really yeah and and i think that the quote for, is from them saying that so i think they're saying it to push it out the, You know like And for people that aren't In marketing or IT SEO is search engine optimization oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a So you can use keywords So if someone's searching For Peloton Then their article will pop up And maybe you'll go to them and other instead of what you search. I'm glad you explained that because we had a question this week. Somebody asked what a PR was and I forget that we that I talk in Peloton jargon and you talk in marketing jargon. Right. (laughs) And and, you know and I think we also forget sometimes that you know obviously a lot of there's always new people buying the bike and soon tread and and so they come to the podcast and not everybody is super up on the jargon so right. yeah so that was a very legitimate question and it's a question that would probably get you cyberbullied if you asked it on the, the OPP, OPP. So, yeah you you go ahead and ask it in the clipout group it's yeah. safe there so I'm, I'm glad that that people within the clipout group treated them nicely absolutely for asking that question absolutely that that will I get to say who stays and goes in that group so it's always going to stay nice I'm lucky I'm still in it I mean you really are <laughs> it's a good thing you make me laugh <laughs> So uh, I guess we can announce here We that can We have a big guest next week We do Yes Not that all of our guests We have a very big, We have a big surprise yes. guest 
So uh, we, joining us next week via Skype a phone will be uh, Peloton's newest instructor and the first Peloton tread instructor, Master Tread instructor. Oh, yeah, that's why. Yes, I'll explain. What does that mean? That means that she's the one that like builds the entire team for the she's tread. Like, she's she's in charge of every like the content for the they tread. They all report to her. Exactly. Gotcha. Well, that's an even bigger deal. Yeah. So um, Rebecca Kennedy yes. will be joining us next week to uh, talk about what you can expect from the Peloton tread that you've no doubt already ordered. Yes. I uh, I was thinking, you know, there's been some people whining about the price point. Mm-hmm. Of the Peloton tread And I got to thinking The monitor on that thing is Is what 32 inches It is 32 inches What was it like Five years ago That a 32 inch TV Would have cost you Almost four grand <laughs> I mean it, it hasn't been that That long yeah. It really hasn't I know That's crazy That's crazy I mean I remember The first flat screen I bought the True flat screen That you could hang on the wall I, I mean it's been Almost 10 It's been 11 years And I got it for like 1200 bucks and people were like What a great deal oh my God, It was like a 42 inch TV or, And people were just like holy cow that's amazing <laughs> How did you pull that off <laughs> Yeah We've come a long way with uh, technology Very quickly That we have so it was just something I was thinking about when people were talking It's a good talking point about the price point that like Man just the TV Is probably you know, well, you know, it's got to be an expensive monitor because uh, and it's touchscreen. It's touchscreen. Yeah, it's yeah. not and, just a TV, right? And the the one that comes on the bike, which everybody has pointed out, is ha- almost half the size of the new one. It, you know, that's seven hundred fifty dollars to replace right, right there. So that I mean, yeah, it's almost double. So yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely be getting that warranty. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, of bang for your buck. <laughs> Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us on the Skype phone today is uh, Kristen Schumann. Hey, Kristen, how's it going? It's going really well. So the pleasure to talk to you today. We are so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, I was not expecting the response from my <laughs> post that I got. But it was it was such a, a surprise and a joy. Yeah, so that. that's a that's a really great segue because I only saw that post on the JSS tribe. So I don't know if like Pelotonia in, at large knows what you mean by that response. So like we we kind of have yeah. to give them a little background. So do you mind kind of sharing just like the synopsis of your post and then we can kind of dive into your story if that's okay? Uh, sure, no problem. Well, here's here's how I generally tell the story is I I have two birthdays. You know, I was born in January, my my birthday birthday, and I have another one that was May 17th, 2012. Everything that happened before and happened after is a very clear dividing line in my life. I was a very active. I ran. I lifted weights. I was a yoga teacher. Um, I was superwoman. You know, I had a full-time job. I was raising kids. I had just gotten an advanced degree. And uh, I had just taken a brand new job. And I was out celebrating with some friends. We were sitting at an outdoor restaurant uh, at a sidewalk cafe. And uh, I'd ordered my iced tea. I'd sat down and looked up. And uh, a woman was trying to park near where I was sitting. And all I remember is seeing a car and the Toyota symbol. And I thought, if that person doesn't slow down, they're not going to make it. And instead of slowing down, I saw the car speed up and fly at me. Mm. Yikes. And I 
uh, next thing I remember is just lying and looking up at the sky and and hearing an EMT say the words severed ear. (laughs) So, yeah, um, so that started a really long journey for me. Um, I'm happy to say I had a wonderful plastic surgeon who repaired my ear. Um, The woman who hit me mistook the brake in the accelerator. Mm. And uh, she, we call her the flying nun because she was a nun, <laughs> and oh. she, yes, yes, she I love that you have a sense of humor. <laughs> oh well, you know you have to sometimes. And uh, she mistook the brake in the accelerator and just uh, kind of flew into me. Fortunately, nobody else was hurt. It started a long journey for me because I ended up with a traumatic brain injury. Wow! And um, it uh, took a number of months to determine that I had one. Um, and I didn't realize it at the time, but I had issues with my vision. I felt as though I were living underwater. You know, if you go under the water and you look up, everything looks very floaty and diffuse. You can't really see what's up there. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how the world looked to me for a few years. Whoa. So let, let me ask you if I can interject real quick. Sure. You said that you didn't realize that you that you had a brain right. injury. And I guess my question is, if you felt that kind of disconnect, like mm-hmm. what like what would stop you from making connecting that or those dots or was the, what was preventing you part of the problem? Or was it the doctors that that didn't diagnose it? Yeah, I knew that there was a problem. They knew that I had a brain injury. But the issue arose because when I went for cognitive rehabilitation and vocational rehabilitation and tried to do my job, I couldn't put a thought together. I couldn't connect the dots between how I was supposed to do things. I would forget things that people had said to me. I would try to read words on a page and I would get a terrible migraine. I would get nauseous. Lights bothered me. Floor patterns bothered me. I tried to go into a movie. I'll never forget this few weeks after the injury. I went to go see Mission Impossible 3 or something like that, which was a stupid idea. Sensory overload, yeah. All of that sensory stuff coming at you. I think I lasted about 10 minutes. And I ran out of the theater and threw up and then slept in my car for about two hours. But when you look at me, No doctors could really see what was happening. It finally was suggested to me by my cognitive therapist that maybe there was something with my eyes because I could only look at words for a few minutes at a time and I would get such a terrible headache and so I would get so nauseous I would have to like stare out at the trees blankly. Um, And I went to a couple of neuro-ophthalmologists and they just said, well, you're having trouble focusing. Um, They didn't realize what was happening. And so I went through cognitive therapy, vocational therapy, vision therapy, vestibular therapy. I went to an EM what, what, just real quick, what's what's the last one? Vestibular therapy? What's that? Yeah, what vestibular is that therapy. Well, I had issues with balance too. Oh, okay. okay. So that's like a therapy specifically about balance. Right, right. I was using a cane to walk. I couldn't keep upright. I would drift off to the side. I would get up in the morning and I'd fall into my dresser and I would go crashing into it. Oh. Um, I, you know, it was it was challenging to move around. I spent I ended up spending a great deal of time 
in a dark room, my bedroom, uh, with my eyes closed because I couldn't handle any stimulation. The best, the best way I ever heard it described is usually when we gather sensory information, it's like turning a faucet on, you know, a regular stream of water. For someone with a traumatic brain injury, it's like somebody taking a fire hose and shooting the water at you and you cannot take it in. Wow. You just can't. So I guess I'm just like mystified and and is by the idea that like you could be in this pretty easy to point to thing, a cataclysmic experience. And then following that experience, you interpret the world differently than you did before. It seems like that would be a pretty easy thing for the medical community to connect the dots on what like have you ever gotten any mm-hmm. any feedback as to like why they couldn't kind of piece that together um, because when you looked at me I looked okay and I think that's true with so many people with traumatic brain injuries is when you look at them it's an invisible injury my eyes looked okay when you looked at me it took two and a half years, some neurologist saying that I was malingering, that I was faking it. Gotcha. Before I finally got a referral to a neurologist who lived in Michigan, which is what brought me from New Jersey to Michigan, who did a specialized MRI to find out where the lesions or or where my brain actually had holes from the injury. It's kind of like shaken baby syndrome, right? where your brain kind of goes back and forth against your skull. And he talked to me for a little while and he said, do you know that your eyes are moving back and forth like Stevie Wonder when you talk? (laughs) I said, no, that my head was going back and forth. My eyes were going back and forth. I said, well, also, I've never seen Stevie Wonder's eyes, so I don't know. That's okay, neither Um, is he. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and uh, he said, what if I told you I think most of this is your eyes? I said, I, I, I went to a neuro-ophthalmologist. He said that wasn't it. And he just sort of shook his head and said, you know, for all that neurologists know and neuro-ophthalmologists know, they don't know nearly enough about traumatic brain injury. And he referred me to this wonderful optometrist who lives out here in Michigan and operates from here who specializes in providing glasses for people with traumatic brain injury because it has been shown that for traumatic brain injury victims, up to 70% of them have eye issues. And a lot of times it's not diagnosed. Really? Yes. That's fascinating. So you said that you had to get a, like he had a special MRI. So like your, your brain image or the issues you were having with your brain, like they, it wouldn't show up on a, on a traditional kind of strip mall MRI. No, it didn't. That was part of why nobody believed That's it. why nobody believed you. Okay. Right. right. Because these lesions, um, three on the right side of my brain, one on the left didn't show up on a traditional MRI. This required a very specialized MRI that uh, some neurologists do, but not a lot of them even know how to read it. I went to a neurologist in New Jersey, actually, and I asked him about it. And he said, you could get one here, but I wouldn't know how to interpret it. Oh, my goodness. I mean, how how did you even get that referral? You know, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about, like, how hard it is to be your own advocate in any kind of 
any kind of medical situation that's stressful, let right. alone let alone one that's affected your brain. How? Right. How are you? <laughs> well, and that's part of why I'm so interested in advocating for people with TBIs. Um, you are probably at your most vulnerable that you've ever been in your life. You don't understand what happened. You have trouble processing information. I would beg people on the phone. I was talking to insurance people, lawyers. You know, I'd say please slow down. I can't understand you when you talk quickly. And if you live on the East Coast, they talk fast. (laughs) (laughs) You you just get used to that pace and I couldn't understand them. Well, ultimately what happened was my wonderful lawyer had gone to a TBI conference because she was not entirely familiar with the best way to help me in my case. She was a brilliant woman, believes in doing the right thing. And she reached out to some other attorneys who said, this person, if she has a traumatic brain injury, he is the one who can tease out what the problem is. Wow. When he said to me, I think a big part of this is your eyes. I wasn't too sure. I'd been to over 20 doctors by that time. Oh, my gosh. But I was willing to fly back from New Jersey to Michigan to get an appointment with this woman, this doctor, who is an absolute angel. I'm going to cry. <laughs> and and uh, I went to see her. So when you say it's your, it's your eyes, then is oh. there something they do can do to like help your brain heal or do you, or is it is simple is simple? I'm putting simple in air quotes because obviously it wasn't simple. But right. once you would get to this point, was it as simple as just like here are some special glasses and like it, it it's life changing or or what's the there what's the healing process? I, I call them my I call them my magic glasses. <laughs> um, they they the optometrist put me through an exam where she took a look at how my eyes focused, how they either worked together or did not work together. And you may or may not have heard of prism glasses. And they are used to a lesser extent for people who have issues sometimes as children hmm. who for whom standard glasses don't work. But for traumatic brain injury victims, it's not used in a really widespread manner. So when I went to this doctor, she put me through about an exam that only she could do at the time. She has since trained other people. And she asked me to look at different dots on the screen and when they came together and she adjusted and fine-tuned these glasses with prisms in them. And what happened was when you look at me, it looks as though, it would look as though I were looking at you. But the problem is my right eye was looking in a slightly different direction and downward, not slightly, very much so as my left eye. When I went to the neurologist, I said, I feel like I'm living in two different worlds. Well, what happened was one eye was looking in one direction at the world. The other eye was in a completely different direction. But looking at me, you couldn't tell. Oh, my gosh. So I, I so my brain could not form a picture that made sense. Yeah. yeah. Understandably. No way to create anything. You know, I mean, if you are in a room and one eye is looking up and left and the other eye is looking right at down, your brain sits there and says, what? Where the fuck are you? What are you doing? You know, where? How do I make sense of this? So you think about it and that makes a lot of sense. Why was I? 
falling to the side? Why did I need a cane? Why why were patterns on the floor bothering me? Why would overhead lights bother me? Why could I not go to a restaurant? All of that started to make sense. And when the doctor finally put these glasses on me, and they were bigger than Coke bottle, these <laughs> were heavy glasses. She took me outside and I looked up and I will never forget the moment that I saw the leaves on the trees for the first time in two and a half years and I saw the sidewalk and I saw the grass and I didn't know that I wasn't seeing them and I saw them for the first time and I just looked at my doctor and I said to her okay let's go (laughs) I'm all in (laughs) yeah I just said that was it from then on my eyes improved so fast that three days after I got those glasses I already knew I need them needed them to be adjusted because my eyes and my brain started to heal at such an incredible rate I would wake up in the morning one person I would go to bed that night a different person because I was healing so fast from that point I could not keep up with myself oh my gosh it was a, it was just it, it was a miracle. It was absolute miracle. I think I went through six or seven different pairs of of prism glasses because my eyes and my brain just healed so fast after that. Well, you know what it kind of reminds me of is you know like when like uh, I'm talking to to Crystal now. You know when we're like on speakerphone driving. And then, like, I start to talk, and you start to talk, and then we both stop, and then we both start, yeah. and then we both stop, and then we both start, and then we get really mad at each other because the other one won't, the other one won't shut up and keeps cutting us off. That's what her eyes were doing. That is what her eyes were doing. Oh, yeah. and her brain was very confused, her, which yeah. anybody's brain would be. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like it sounds like you just you, you like you, your eyes just needed a minute to kind of to catch up, but instead they kept. They, it sounds like they were almost fighting each other. Well, like each they needed, eye was, they needed the right thing to, like to eye, fix them. Right, like each eye was right. like, no, I'm looking at the right thing. Yeah. You're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. Right. Well, and the funny thing is, not not to scare people, but I did some short I did some short distance driving before all of this, and I asked my my doctor, I said, How could I drive? I, I could barely function. And she said, Well, the theory is that one eye pretty much shut down. So that the other one could take over. Wow. I know that's probably not the best thing for me to be saying, but it's in the past and I didn't hurt anybody. So, you know, we're, we're all good. All's well that ends well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it are, do you still need the glasses or was that a short term thing? Well, I'm happy to say that after 16 months of prism glasses, I no longer need the prism glasses. I wear regular ones now. Wow! Did you wear regular ones before? I wore them for um, for distance. Yeah. Well, now I'm getting a little older, and now they have to be used for close up. You know, these things happen. But that's but, normal. That's yeah. normal. That's not. That's not necessarily yeah. like anything to do with the accident. That's just like life progressing. Exactly. Right. Well, my do my eyes do get more fatigued than somebody normally would so i do have to be careful of that you know reading still gets me a little tired um but overall you know i can say i read i read my first book for the first time in five years i read a book this past spring and i'm now reading on a regular basis that was a joy what was the book oh god it was some god-awful english novel that was like (laughs) 900 pages i i want to say the shell seekers 
I don't know. It, it may have been that one. Don't don't read it, people. It's just not worth it. Sorry. I know. Maybe you should have started with something like. I would have made damn sure I was going to be excited about that book after not reading for I five know. years. <laughs> book club, and I just dove in because uh, you, you were know, so excited to read. Stubborn, right, and I was too stubborn to stop. Because I thought, damn it, if I'm going to read a 900-page book, I am not stopping. And by the time it was over, I thought, okay, well, you know, life is too short. I'm not doing that again. But it it was something (laughs) to be proud of. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd have been like, I think I'll start with, like, Cat in the Hat. (laughs) (laughs) Something without a lot of words. Very large print. No, 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 no. no. Not after your brain is hungry, you know, by that point. Be like set myself up to win. It's it's. I'm sure these are things you probably thought of, but how frustrating is it that? And and maybe I shouldn't say it's frustrating. Maybe this isn't what occurred. But like the woman that hit you, Mm -hmm. did they do anything to help? Because it's like you said, she's a nun. And last I checked, the Catholic Church owns a whole shit ton of hospitals Mm -hmm. and medical schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was. She was a. Well, I won't. I won't give away where she's from. Um, Now, here's the thing. According to the people who were there, she. First of all, she hit me. Right, I flew against a brick wall, landed on concrete. She kept going (gasps) in into the barber shop next door. There was a brick barrier. She went right into the barber shop. By the way, the barbershop had been run into once before. So. Oh, my gosh. Nice. Yeah. When people found her, she still had her foot on the gas and she was staring straight ahead. As it turns out, she was suffering from a form of dementia. I was Aww. wondering. like, And that happened. Yeah. That you hear about that, like, yeah. I don't know if a lot, but it's right. not uncommon to hear older people that the, you know, because you're yeah. like, how do you get the gas pedals mixed up? It's not like, right. it's not right. like Ford has them on one side and. Right. right. Chrysler right. has them on so another. She she wasn't even aware. And uh, she was older. She was 77, 78 years old. God bless her. And because of her age and because of her health, they never told her the extent of my injuries. They oh. they they said, you know, the, the person you hit is OK. There's no problem. And so, you know, sometimes things like that, I think had she known at that point in her life, I don't know that it would have done any good for her to know that. Yeah. So I at the time, that. I was really upset when I found out that that was the case a few sure. years later. But, you know, now that there's some time and perspective, I think, you know, that's probably the for the best. It would have been a difficult judgment call either way. I, I, yeah, I think so. And it, would, got, it has so. to be maddening because, like, I'm sure you have all this anger. But you have nobody to direct and, it at. And then you find out her situation and you're like well now you can't even be mad at her which causes a whole different kind of anger yeah because i'm sure you you still were angry i mean (laughs) well you know what here's here's the thing you know it really brought to my attention just how devastating neurological disorders can be not only brain injury but dementia alzheimer's other things. I have a relative with Lewy body disease, which is what Robin Williams had prior to him committing suicide. And that that's a neurological disease, which is just devastating. And so what that did for me was it brought this awareness to the forefront about traumatic brain injury, closed head injury, and all of the neurological issues that result in so many ways and how much work really needs to be done to help people 
you know, the doctor that I went to go see has done a lot of work with NFL players mm, and yeah, their concussions, which obviously has been in the news, you know, mm-hmm. almost nonstop the last few years. It And so am I mad? You know, I am sometimes less so now. I really work, though, to have compassion because, honestly, it's it's something that. Could it have been avoided? Sure. But as with so many things in life, you know, these things happen. And what are you going to do? You can either sit there and like sit in your corner and get mad or you can get up and you can go do something about it. Man. So what what did your life look like while all that's transpiring? Like that's I mean, you can't work. You can't leave your bedroom. It sounds like. What? Oh, boy. Well, let's see. I didn't I was I was depressed I was depressed sure, um, that's fair what purpose what am I doing here what is my purpose and that was a question I asked myself for a long time one of the first things I did while I was in the dark I decided I needed a dog because I needed something happy <laughs> so I went and I got a golden retriever that was the first thing I did which started to get me up and moving and got me out of myself and and made me stop forgetting about my own wimpy little, you know, you know, what I couldn't do. And remember, I still had uh, kids that I was trying to raise. So, you know, I had reasons to keep going. But what my life looked like was so much smaller than what I had before. During those two and a half years, I did spend a lot of time in the dark. I mean, both metaphorically and literally. It was a situation that I would not wish on anybody. But you also don't stop trying. You know, I thought, well, this is my life and I'm going to do what I can. I spent a lot of time. I learned, I got into the kitchen and I cooked. I, because you don't need to see very well as long as you don't mix up your sugar and your salt, you're okay. (laughs) And and the knives, I would think. (laughs) Well, yeah, the knives, that's okay. So I did that. I used to play the harp. I struggle with that a little bit. Um, because I couldn't see the strings anymore. I had to relearn so many things. I'd lost some memory. I was working to put the pieces together of what I knew and how I knew it. I had trouble connecting the dots. So I was really relearning how to live my life. I forgot. I lost a lot of memories for when I was younger. Mm. I lost emotional connection. I lost a lot of friends. You know, there was a period of time that I really categorized as just a tremendous upheaval and loss. After I went to Michigan and decided to get my eyes fixed, my husband at the time didn't want that. He thought that maybe it was a hoax and it resulted ultimately, long story, in my divorce. But I moved out here and determined to get better, I moved 600 miles away from home. I rented a little house five minutes from the doctor. And I spent that winter. It was a god-awful cold winter in Michigan. It was my first... <laughs> That's uh, redundant. <laughs> oh, it was... What, that was like... It was three years ago. It was like 35 below, you know, oh. chill and worse than this past few weeks. Um, And I didn't know anybody, but all I did was I slept and I wore those glasses and I slept more. And what I found was I started to get some stamina. I did some bar classes. I started to do some online workouts gently at first. I had trouble figuring out what I could do. Yeah. Yeah. I still had eye issues. I still had balance issues. Those are still sensitivities for me. 
and it took a long time until I found Peloton. <laughs> uh, it took a long time to figure out what I could do and how to get good at it because I was so weakened in so many ways. I mean, the right side of my body had gotten hit so hard that there was this tremendous imbalance in my strength. And uh, it took a while to figure out what I could do. Every time I tried to run, the bouncing and my eyes couldn't handle that up and down movement. Even yoga, when you're looking up, but then you're looking down, then you're looking up and you're looking down if you're doing an active form of yoga my body couldn't do all that. That so makes perfect I, sense to me. I, I mean, I, this is going to sound so sad and pathetic compared to your story that you struggled with. But it's like uh, I, I've, I was sick a couple last couple of weeks, and I, I had, I had vertigo. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I've said to Tom, I have no idea how people do this on a daily basis. Like I, I couldn't sit up without the room spinning. I couldn't lay down, and I was just like, I was. So frustrated because I couldn't work out and I was sick, so I couldn't work out at all because I didn't feel good. But whenever I wanted to work out and I did feel a little bit better, I was still terrified to do anything because I thought I was going to get sick, like I was going to throw up or something. And it was it was just awful. I can't even imagine what you what you must have gone through. And then to try to try to have the bravery to try all these different exercises when you were feeling that way. I just I can't even imagine. I just you know I I grew up with um, parents who were advocates of staying healthy. You know, when I was a kid, five six years old, we would climb mountains, and my father would have a Hershey bar at the top. You know, kind of, <laughs> going, yeah, come on, you know, and I learned at a young age the joy of movement, and even though. I couldn't do as much. There is, there was something in me that just propelled me forward. And I really have to credit my parents. My mother, God bless her, you know, does is 80 in 82. She does her Tai Chi. Mm -hmm. My father just passed away in August. Mm -hmm. Um, God bless him. Uh, But they were both real role models for me. And I attribute my drive to learning from them how to do it because I saw them go through different physical things like you did. And, uh, you know, they always got back up and kept going. Wow. So that that's where I learned it from, really. You know, I was really blessed to have parents who did that. So anybody who's going through it, you know, you learn to just start where you are and you become grateful for every increment of improvement that you can do. Wow. True. Mm-hmm. So how how did you stumble upon Peloton and all this? I remember reading an article online. I think, gosh, was it Wall Street Journal? It may have been. My memory my memory's still a little fuzzy with, with certain things. You'll have to forgive me if I oh, stumble a little. I, I wouldn't remember yeah. that. We'll allow it. Yeah, that's, you have Thank good you. reason. But I, I think it was the Wall Street Journal. And somebody wrote an article about Peloton because I was looking for something to do at home. I had tried to go back into a gym because I still have issues with lights, because sure. I still have issues with really loud sounds. And I still have to be careful of the stimulation that comes into me I needed a situation where I could control it yeah so when I read about Peloton something clicked in me you know I loved bike riding when I was a kid like we all do there's a sense of freedom and fun that you get from riding a bike and 
not coincidentally, I had just gotten on a bike for the first time about a year and a half ago since the accident. I didn't trust my balance. I got on, but I still wasn't confident. So I started to do a little more investigating and something in me just said, I, I'm just going to I'm just going to do this. I just <laughs> have to try it. This sounds like what I have been looking for. It's it's not an impact workout that's going to jar my joints. It, there's a screen in front of me that I can look at. It's a focal point. So I don't have to, even though I'm moving up and down somewhat, I have a focal point, which is really important. I have something to hold on to in case I get dizzy and I can still run my legs like a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So keeping it real here. um, But if you do get dizzy, you're clipped in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's okay. I mean, you know, there, there are times when I just hang on to the bars. Yeah. I think he was saying that was a positive. I heard it as a, no, I heard it as like, if you start to tip, (laughs) you're, you're strapped in, but the bike is pretty, pretty sturdy. Like you would have to really want to, well, not want to want to fall off that, bike. you do. Okay. (laughs) You gotta be willing to, and I wasn't going to let the, and you don't let go. You just don't let go. (laughs) You know, like you were like, okay, I might throw up, but my hand, my hands are not leaving the bars in this bike. (laughs) And besides, if you're listening to, you know, some really great rock music, You'll you'll like you'll well I've never puked on the bike but you'll you'll <laughs> puke and you will just keep going because the music is just that good you know and, rally <laughs> gross um, so the pieces all just fit together you know I got the bike I got it set up in a corner and I'm lucky I live right on a lake I've got be- something a beautiful you know beautiful light and you know a lot of things to look at too if I need to focus my eyes further outward wow while so, I'm while I'm riding uh, I can do that so were you was there somewhere locally you could go try a peloton or did or were you just like screw it I'm in let's roll the dice I said, screw it, I'm in, let's roll the dice. (laughs) Even though there is a wonderful Peloton store in Troy, Michigan, Somerset. (laughs) Yes, yeah, I believe uh, the Albrights were on, Brian Albright was on and he told us about that. Yeah, um, and and I've, I, I, got to go in there and get some swag because uh i i just did it i I just thought you know what this i knew i when you know you know so i didn't even have to go in i just said something tells me this is it and i knew i've learned when you've lost a lot of your senses you refer to your gut and your intuition it's just a natural sort of thing that happens you become much more instinctive that makes perfect sense yeah and i got it um in may uh, May of 2017 And right. if I remember correctly You just recently celebrated Your 100th ride I did, I did I was riding with Jen Sherman God bless her uh, Another Jersey girl I, Yeah, another Jersey girl uh, So so I get her You know, I get she, and She's like, just fucking do it I'm like, yeah, 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 I got this I got this You're the Jersey coming out now but, uh, yeah, I just celebrated my 100th ride. It was so emotional. I uh, bet. I, I, it makes me just, I can't believe it. Because when I first started, I didn't even know if I could do it. You know, I just, I clipped in and I just 
started, you know, I thought, just let's see what happens. And I made a conscious decision to become obsessed. Wow. I said, this is it. I am focusing on this. I cleared everything else out of my head. So when I get on that bike, my full focus is on there, unless my dog comes up with a stuffed dragon toy. And then, you know, it <laughs> suddenly goes to zero. You know that we're playing tug of war while I'm clipped in. <laughs> but, um, you know, you get on each day and for anybody who is suffering from a chronic condition, because I mean, we don't, we don't cure a brain injury, we treat a brain injury, you know, doctors can do all kinds of things. But those those issues in my brain will never fully go away. I've my brain has rewired to an amazing extent. But it's it's never going to be the same. And I've, I've learned to accept that and find the gifts in that as hokey as that sounds. But for anybody who's going through a chronic condition, the PRs will find you, those personal records will find you, that strength will find you, that motivation will find you, your tribe will find you as much as you are searching for them. So when you clip in, you have to do it with some faith that there are gifts beyond just riding for that half hour or 45 minutes that you can't even begin to imagine. So true. So true. I, I I think that it's it's easy for some of us to to not think about those those things every day, but they they are there, and it's it's very important to remember that we are truly lucky to get the opportunity to work out. It is. It's a gift. It's a gift. I mean, you know, you can sit there and I do it too. I bitch and I moan and I <laughs> I hate this song. When is it going to be over? And, you know, you know, with power zone, oh, fuck, I have to do the, the FTP again. You know, you the, you have moments of hate, but it, it, it's all worth it in the end. Because then you do something like you put a little post up on a tribe. And no, I didn't do it to the official Peloton page. I, it didn't occur to me to at the time, you know, the JSS tribe was the first one I kind of joined and I just skulked around a very little bit before I posted that. So it didn't occur to me really to do it. Um, and let's face it, you could spend a lot of time on social media and I have to be careful about staring at a screen too much sure that has that has its own downside for my eyes so that's a practical consideration for me i have to pick and choose carefully well Um, it was it was a very lovely post that you posted and as ugly as the opp can get you might have dodged a bullet yeah who knows (laughs) who knows (laughs) yeah i've heard bad things uh you know i i I don't have a lot of patience for that (laughs) i just don't you know when people People whine about things. I'm like, God, you know, you're so lucky to be able to bitch about that. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would yeah. think, especially after what you've been through, just how you've had to fight your way to get where you are today, that it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, your your little complaints there. That's that's nice. Like, why don't yeah. <laughs> let me know when you have yeah. some real problems? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you I'll give you five seconds. I mean, look, we all we all have our stories. We're all on, you know, this kind of hero's journey of our own. It's just, you know, sweetheart, the, the, the world's not going to fully accommodate your, your 
desires, you know, in that particular moment, just learn, learn to suck it up just a little. Yeah. You know, I don't want to sound heartless. You know, people have their own thing. It's all a matter of perspective. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, stress, stress and trauma are relative. You know, they they really are. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that that. Uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I know I'm so I for for all of the instructors, every single one you ask me, is there one I ride with more? You know, Jen Sherman is definitely one because there's a wonderful sense of community. I love the music. You know, I relate to her on a level because maybe because we're both from Jersey. You know, I'm not sure what what there's just an identifiable something. She's but, just magic. Uh, yeah, well, she is. She is. She does amazing, amazing things. And and right before we had this, I just went on the last rock ride, and I'm like Southern Cross. Yes. You know? Yeah, I took that one this morning. Oh, it was so good. It was that so was good. So much fun. There were such great songs on there, and I grew up with that music. So for me, that was just Nirvana. Um, <laughs> I was blissed out that whole time. But every single instructor bring something to the game, you know, and there are days when I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, let's do this one. Let's do that one. You know, part of my modus operandi now, some people do this because they want to keep hitting PRs. Some people do this to build strength and dirt, you name it. You know, my goal for this past year was really let's get the endurance back. You know, let's get the heart going. Let's get the endurance back confidence. So for me, I thought, well, how am I going to do that? Uh, Well, having fun is a good place to start. Let's have some fun. (laughs) Really? I mean, you think about it, people take it really seriously. Yes. Um, But I wanted to start from a different place. Because if it's not fun for me anymore, I don't do it. Yeah. So every time I get on that bike, I intend to have fun while I while I'm getting better. This coming year, I have some other goals that I want to do, and I'm contemplating the treadmill. <laughs> I have to give up my living room. I I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we, oh God, we, you know they. You think you think you've got everything in the world, and then they come out with something else. You know. You yes. guys ordered it, right? Did we so did. We yeah, so did. <laughs> I hope you have, you know, I hope you, I'm sure you've already figured out where it's going to go, right? I, I absolutely have. I know exactly where it's going. It's going to go where the Peloton bike used to be. No, 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 no. Right? Is no, that what you're doing? No, you're switching no. out the bike for the, uh-uh. no? No. Oh, you're going to have them both? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I misunderstood. Uh, you did not. That conversation. I told you I'd get rid of the elliptical. <laughs> yeah, elliptical, please. Right. The one that's please. already caked in dust. Yeah, it's going to go. Put it, put it in the front yard and somebody will take it away. You know? <laughs> somebody who thinks they'll use it. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. The, mm-hmm. the last time we got any exercise out of the elliptical was moving it. <laughs> Exactly. So uh, given given all that, given your story, you've had the bike since May. So Mm -hmm. so what have you learned as a a, you know, you've gone through several months at this point. What, What would you tell a new person who's just now getting the Peloton? Oh, you know what? Um, there's there, when you get it, 
it can seem intimidating and you probably have a lot of questions about it. There's so many good tribes that you can find to help you through that. But really, just trust yourself. Put your feet in this paddle. Put your clip in. <laughs> you may never be able to clip out again. <laughs> That's okay. Just leave the shoes yourself. on. Just leave right. them on there. <laughs> you know what? It's it's a step at a time. It's like you know how do you eat the elephant? You 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 take it one bite at a time. Clip in. Lighten that resistance. Just find something that looks like fun and just let it take you. As far as practicalities, we all have different bodies. We all have different goals. But just get in there for that 20 minutes, 30 minutes and see where it can take you. Because when I first started this, I did a 20 minute beginner ride. I'll never forget. I could not get my legs to pedal over 70 cadence. I mean, I was trying. I'm like, fuck this. What is what is my problem? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I could have been a little kinder to myself in that moment and said, well, duh, you know, you haven't done this. But I think, I, I don't think I got above a 27 resistance and I don't think I did above a 70 cadence. <sighs> and it took a long time for me to learn how to be comfortable on that. You're going to be uncomfortable, you know, and that's okay. You know, let the good parts of this guide you along the way. Let the cadence, let, let the music, let the instructors do that find find your people i wish i had gotten a little more connected in to the community earlier because it's really a very special very special groups of people absolutely uh, the yeah. community is a game changer i have said before that i don't care what competitor comes out with what kind of fitness equipment nobody can compare to the peloton community it's it's just Nobody can rebuild that. Nobody can copy that. No. That's that's just very special. No, they can't. And it's it's multi-layered. You are you're about to start a journey that will reward you in so many ways that that you just never expect. The physical, the mental, the emotional, the confidence, the community, uh, your sense of self. Everything changes. Everything changes. You know, I mean, I'm I'm still never going to be at the top of the leaderboard unless I decide to recalibrate <laughs> and Same really here. jack those numbers. You know, I mean, I'm a I'm, I'm a small individual, and I I understand that what I'm dealing with requires that I stay in my own lane, pretty much. And I would advise people to do that too. If you get overwhelmed, shut off the leaderboard, shut off shut off all the data if you want to, and just have it be you. The instructor and the people that are that the people in the studio that are riding. Sometimes I need to do that, and that's when I hit my PRs. It's funny that it's 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 a well it's a well documented fact that many runners who go outside and they run without without tracking how fast they're going do their best running. And and right. I think and I think that applies to a lot of things. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own way. You know, that's why instructors are always saying that it's. Yeah. Easier said than done, though. <laughs> it, is, it is. But if you if you have the music on and, and you're busy doing that and feeling yourself being so alive, that's, I mean, what more can you possibly want? It's the best <laughs> feeling in the world. It really is the best feeling in the world. I completely agree. Yes. 
So what is your leaderboard name and how did you come up with it? Oh, okay. Uh, Goldie Rocks. Uh, Goldie Rocks. Well, my love of golden retrievers, um, if anybody <laughs> is on my Facebook page, my love of golden retrievers is well documented. And he, I have a golden retriever named Raleigh, and he <laughs> rocks. And <laughs> is became my screen name all because of him. He is uh, a wonderful companion to me. And like I said, you know, just like, you know, the Peloton will humble you. My my dog keeps me grounded when I'm riding. You know, he reminds me, hey, re- remember to have some fun over here. You know? <laughs> remember to have some fun. You can't take this too seriously. Look at me with my big brown puppy eyes and like a stuffed dragon waving at you while you're trying to curse at the music. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and your legs and the fact that your heart rate is up to 170, you know. Um so that's uh, that's how I got Goldie Rocks. So you can find me at Goldie Rocks. I um, love it. That is a great one. That's yeah. a good leaderboard name. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, th- well, thank you so much for taking yeah. time out of your day. And for sharing your story. It's so yeah. personal. It's a very personal story. And I hope that it's very, I can't imagine that it wouldn't be, incredibly motivating for people and just inspirational, you know, that whatever they're going through, whatever anybody's going through, there's there's always other people struggling too. And if, if that doesn't get you going, then I don't know what will. To be grateful for every day that we have. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Yeah, you know, and um, people who feel that or they can certainly reach out to me I would love to any encouragement I can give anything that anybody needs you know really it's that's what it's all about so thank you so much for this I mean thank you so much for the opportunity you guys have let me just run on at the (laughs) mouth (laughs) that's what we do real quick if if people want to reach out to you how how can they find you you know what find me on find me on Facebook find me on the JSS tribe page um find me on the shorty tribe find me on the fit fab and 40s even though i'm not 40s anymore (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was like menudo they kick you out once you hit the once you're too old no no in fact next week i'm gonna be 49 for the fourth time (laughs) (laughs) we're we're holding steady we're holding steady (laughs) so yeah um you can find me you can find me on facebook i i'm that's probably the best way to locate me at some point i'll get a blog up and running but i just haven't had the chance for that yet awesome I've been told I should, so maybe I will. (laughs) Yeah, you have you you have a riveting story, that is for sure. Thank you so much. Here's today's recipe for success. So, what food is Kristen trying to get us to eat? (laughs) Well, it sounds amazing, and it sounds it's different. This is a different one with lentil tortilla soup. I'll let you process that. Lentil. Tortilla. What are lentils? I believe it's a type of bean. Okay. So basically, it's like it's a Mexican soup kind of thing. But it, I think the lentils are less caloric, or there's, or there would be some other healthy reason to use them. I probably shouldn't talk about the caloric needs of or the caloric details of a lentil versus a regular <laughs> bean because I don't actually know. But it sounded like a good answer as to why you would use lentils. I don't know. Maybe that's the. Let me read the recipe. Let's see. Maybe it's like in place of other um, meat, other protein. Gotcha. So we've got um, the, the cool thing about this recipe is it's designed for an Instapot or a slow cooker. So that's great if you want something you can just throw on 
before you leave for the day and then it's boom it's ready when you walk in love those recipes so this one has an onion we've got some avocado bell pepper jalapeno pepper vegetable or chicken broth some crushed tomatoes uh, salsa verde tomato paste black beans pinto beans and corn and then we've got uh, dried red lentils and then some chili seasoning and some heavy cream and then um and then for the topping you can use crushed tortilla chips awesome yeah well uh and we can i know that there's a lot of it's a yeah fairly, it's a lot of steps i mean yeah. it, it's not it's not super long but I, it's going to be too tedious to read over over the podcast i don't want to bore everyone but i will definitely put it out on our on our website at theclipout.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out. Yep. So uh, I guess that brings us to a close. Uh, what do they have to look forward to next week? Next week, we have Rebecca Kennedy. Your Ooh. newest Peloton instructor, master instructor yes. for the Peloton tread. Yes. Very exciting. So if you if you have all sorts of questions about what to expect from this Peloton tread. You are going to want to tune in. Yes. Whether, or not, whether you've already ordered it and you're wondering what you're getting or if you haven't ordered it and you're wondering if you should, I think she will have lots of wonderful insight and perhaps nudge you in the right direction. Also, for those of us who don't live in New York City, it'll be a great opportunity for you to kind of get a feel of her personality long before she takes the, you know, takes the stage for lack of a better term for the first time. It's like a sneak preview yeah. of Peloton Tread. Yay. So that's what's coming up next week. Until then, where can they find you? They can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe or on Twitter at Clipout Crystal or, of course, on the bike at Clipout Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show on the Internet at TheClipOut.com or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheClipOut. While you're there, you can also join our Clipout group. Yes. And so you will see our posts throughout the week. More readily Yes And for instance With Rebecca Kennedy You had posted In the clip out group Hey guys We're having Rebecca Kennedy on If you have any questions Yes Post them here And a lot of those questions Will make it into the interview Exactly I have no doubt Yes So that's one of the advantages Of being in the group So yep. uh, if you've wondered What's in it for me That's in it for you That's in it for you And so. you can also review us On that page On the clip out page as well Absolutely So uh, every little bit helps So uh, that There you go That's it for this week Thanks for tuning in And until next time Keep pedaling Come on and take a ride with me No 